Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. GEICO's been around for more than 75 years, back when they were using Morse code. Sorry, that's just my sense of humor. What's more, with GEICO, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents on the app, online, or over the phone, so you can talk to them at night or in the morning. So forevermore, just know that no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. More power to you. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. Uh, I am uh, RU Screening's own Mark Eastman, and with me as always, and and not complaining about his headphones anymore, is Shane Leonard. I'm so happy. Everything sounds great and perfect, and it's awesome again, so I'm just going to keep moving things. This week, uh, we are doing Resident Evil Retribution. And it's funny we should say because uh, I did actually do some checking on the movie since we saw it. Right. And we were not sure if it was the fourth or the fifth movie because that's how into Resident Evil we are. And it is actually the the fifth. Right. Apparently. Um, And before we jump into the movie, um, you know, the chat line's open, phones are open. Not sure what we're going to do with phones. And that could be a problem because. Right. Christopher might call in. Cool. And I I emailed him, and I haven't heard back from him, and we were tentatively talking about this week or next week. Okay. So I think probably it's going to be next week because I didn't get a chance to hear back from him because he actually is still there maybe. Oh, cool. But he he was saying I could still call in. You know, whatever. But but then I couldn't get back to him, and this week was crazy. But so next week uh, we will have – a kind of a report on Toronto International Film Festival. He, cool. he was there. He saw like eight or nine movies. I think there were only so many he could get in, but he saw some good stuff too. I hope he saw Argo. I really he did. Wanna, I really want to know about this. I'm very. This is one of these films that I'm like on the radar. I wish it would just show here. It, right, it makes right. me. I'm not this guy, but it makes me want to find the guy that downloads films off the internet and just be like, right. show this to me on your computer. I know because you know, I don't want it on mine. You know, I've heard, I really want to see it. I've really heard good stuff it. about it. And, and there's something about the trailers that I think is pretty cool. But on the other hand, it's like a very slow, strange thing. Yeah. And as much as I like certain Ben Affleck things, he is not at a point yet for me where I can go, well, Ben Affleck movie, I have to see that, you it, know. So it's weird, man. Ben Affleck has has changed in a way. I was never super crazy excited for him as an actor, even at probably my height of, you know, loving him in films, which was maybe I mean, it might have been Chasing Amy, you know, right. where I was like, wow, Ben Affleck is the man. This is so cool. But you know, Gone Baby Gone, The Town, the the fact that those are two of my, you know, favorite films in the last several years, I'm really psyched when he gets, you know, in the director's right, chair. Right. I, I think the guy has, though those are very similar films in some ways, and I don't know how good he'll do, how, how you know, right. this, this how is a he very will be with a bigger thing, right. right, and it's just, that's maybe the litmus test to see. This might be one of these guys who's just been in Hollywood forever acting, and when he gets behind the scenes, maybe he's just super better. He might be the next Ron Howard Right. You know, in that regard of he was always a child actor and, you know, Affleck wasn't he, a child actor, he, but he's been but he's been an actor forever. You right. know what I mean? So. Right. And, it, you know, it's an interesting looking movie in terms of uh, it's a complex kind of a thing we're trying to tell. Yeah. And I feel like it, it could be dangerous, though, because if you, this could go wrong. It could be a very interesting movie. And people who have seen it already have said that it's very cool and everything. Yeah. But for uh, from my perspective, anyway, I think this could easily go wrong. You you could spin this out of control, yeah, and and it wouldn't be great. So looking forward to see, you know, what right. our own what else is uh, out there, our own reaction. If he that's calls, not actually ours. If Christopher calls in and is just like, "Wow, I saw a lot of great films, and the best was this Ben Affleck film," I'm I'm gonna be really really unhappy. Why? With you? 
What? With you, actually, now that I think about it. Because what, you, what didn't, I do? you didn't facilitate this awesome film for us to review. Oh, right. I You've got connections. I, I didn't facilitate it for him, either. He said, I'm going to Toronto. Well, he might call, he might call right. angry with you as well. You know, if I have to go all the way to Toronto to see this film, you're going to hear about it. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. And you're going to get the bill. Uh, you know, it's coming out eventually. It's not like you're never going to see it. You know, the I mean, rapture is coming eventually. Who knows when that is? Yeah, whatever. Uh, right. I think IMDb knows what it is, actually. It's, not, it's not even that far away. But um, anyway, I, I don't know if we have any other uh, interesting things to talk about this week, except I did want to say, um, like we've been saying the last couple of weeks, you know, stuff is coming out that we have reviewed. It's, co- it's coming out on DVD. Yeah. You know, go back and check out those reviews, and people have been doing it. Um, just the other day, it's funny because another good thing to say about our listeners is that you know we've we've been saying for a while we're just blown away by right. uh, by how many listeners we get, and it's great. And the last couple of weeks, you know, we have not had the same numbers, but actually we've still had pretty awesome numbers. I mean, cool. I, I still think it's pretty interesting. Um, that that we get that many last weekend when we saw a movie that had already been out for a week. Right. And it was the slowest week at the box office in years. Yeah. And still we got, you know, good numbers, re- yeah. pretty good numbers. So that's good. Um, you know, it's always like if, you know, when Batman comes out, you're going to get right. people to probably check out anything that's right. about it. So, you know, that's one thing, but um, like I feel like last week is sort of you know who your subscribers are or right. you know who's who's coming around all the time and right. and that's really cool. But we did get like kind of a bump there on Snow White and the Huntsman the last few days. That's so cool. people are people who have you know come to enjoy the show, I guess, yeah. whatever, are are going back for stuff like that, and that's and that's really cool. That so is cool. Keep, Thanks. Keep checking those out yeah. and uh, you know subscribe in iTunes. Yep. Give us a review in iTunes or a rating in iTunes yeah, or something. Cool. Anyway, so um, now we are jumping into Resident Evil Retribution, which we saw. And I'm really mad at everyone responsible for the master because right. at, at one point that was wide release this weekend. Right. And it got moved and that just fit right into my schedule that I wanted to yeah. have right yeah. for every weekend. That was working for me. And then suddenly it it became New York and L.A. only this right. weekend and wide release next I still, weekend. I still wonder why it did that. but I, I don't know, and it's so uh, – for me, it seems really weird because there's nothing else this weekend except that Finding Nemo came out again, right. Resident Evil, mm-hmm. and The Master was, was the plan. Right. Now the plan is that's next week, and all kinds of stuff comes out next week. Why yeah. do you want to move it so yeah. that you are way more in competition – not that, you know, people are standing outside the theater going, you know, hmm, The Master or Dread 3D. Right. I, That's I, not I'm going to have to flip yeah, a coin right. because I just can't choose. But still, there's yeah. there's several things coming out next week. All of them are fairly interesting anyway. I mean, none of them are in the Resident Evil scale of interestingness. Right. I mean, there there are a couple of things. So why... Why try to jam it into yeah. an already full I don't know. weekend? I, I don't know. It's very weird. But, you know, we could have done it this weekend, and right. that would have been really cool. And right. now, you know, there's other stuff the next couple of weeks, so I don't yeah. even know if we'll do it. Because we got to do Dread next right. week. And I will say right now, not that it's because I'm going to see Dread no matter what happens <laughs> or who I have to crawl over. Right. But, you know, that's just the big thing next week. So, right. you know, what are you going to do? Unless we start having you know, two or three shows a week or something. It's like there's there's whatever is the big thing. Right. And that's it. And then the next weekend I can't remember. Something really big. I think Looper maybe or there's there's something the weekend after that that's really big. It might be Looper. Looper was one of those films that I was like, why is this at the end of a non summer month? Right. And that would put it in September. So Right. But I know for sure that I, I thought I knew even including this week, but I know right. for sure that like right. the next three or four weeks they could move it all around are, are very easy and, and obvious choices. And you know, now the master will be old. Right. So right. you know, I don't even know. Um 
Uh, you know, I want st- to. We should get into Resident Evil. You <laughs> know, I would love. To, I would. You love can always to- tell when Mark doesn't want to talk about a film because there's all kinds of periphery things to bring up instead. But. I would love to go through this whole show and get about 50 minutes in and go. Right. Well, I guess we have to give our rating. Right. And, yeah. and that would be like the only talking we do. You know, this movie brings up kind of an interesting point, and since we should actually get kind of to this. People ask me all the time about writing reviews, okay? Mm-hmm. And and I always say that the easy reviews to write because reviews are actually kind of hard to write. I mean, I, yeah. I know everybody everybody out there thinks movie movie critic that's the easiest. No, it's job easy in the to world. give your opinion. It's hard to to write it down and back it up. Right, like that's the trick. It, it's hard to write a good. Right, movie review. Oh, I mean, yeah, one that makes sense. There, you can simply say, "Look, if you disagree and you think that this film is better, great, but tell me how or why, not just tell right. me." Right. I mean, there there are movie critics in newspapers all around the country that you know they only get two hundred words, right, and, to yeah. review a movie. And frankly, that probably is not real hard because there's yeah. a, there's only so much you can say, and. You know, you still have to say, right. you, you still have to be able to write well, yeah. but but still, uh, there, there's only so far you're going to get in analyzing movie and backing things up. But yeah. but writing a real review, I mean, a real serious review is is kind of harder work than people think it is. Yeah, and so people ask me about writing them, and I always say that you know the easiest reviews are movies that you love it. Mm-hmm. And movies that you hate it. Right. The movies that are kind of okay, that's a hard review to write. Right. It's hard to, you know, it's hard to put together exactly your opinion of, you know, it's not that bad, but it, but you know, you go yeah. see it anyway. Yeah. I right. mean, it's not, it's not right. horrible. This movie actually kind of breaks out of that mold somehow for me because yeah. I swear to God, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> we yeah. and I don't know how to review it anymore. It's oh, got, I, it's got gotten ways. It's yeah. gotten so bad yeah. that it's like I can't uh, I, I don't know how to review it anymore. And yeah. the and the ones you hate are supposed to be easy because you can you know right. you can always rip stuff apart and say this is why it's bad and this is why this is this. <laughs> this movie is like a bag of garbage that's been inverted and it's the worst garbage in the world and you have to pick it up with your bare hand and what you're doing is you're looking for a clean spot to grab it. And there is no clean spot to touch this film. Well that's what I'm saying. It, as far as like trying to review it, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, how do you come about something that's it, bad from all angles? It, it's everywhere. like how, how? What is there to say? Right. It's, it, it's almost like, you know, I was thinking about I was thinking about this, and we should say this is not absolutely instant reaction review because we've had a long time to because so far every week that I have not said that <laughs> yeah. or said anything about it at all, then I get like ten or twenty emails, right? And people just say, just curious. Right. That you, you know, whatever yep. people actually ask it's good for us to say. really instant. Yep, it, it is good for us to say, and I think it's interesting too that I, I love the idea of being the instant reaction review. But sometimes when we can't do it, you get a different show, right? And, and I kind of like actually having the mix. I, I like mean, mixing it, just, it up. It too. just happens to happen. You know, there are times where we do just schedule it out, and then there's just we and we try to. So far, we haven't had more than just two days. I think like normally, right. if we can't do it. On a Saturday or Sunday, I think we've done it on a Saturday. We never did a Friday show, but I think if we can, we'll see it Friday, and we'll definitely do the show on a Sunday. Right. Um, that, that's a, that's about the biggest gap. Right. That I, I think that I think we've had. We had well, we saw something on Wednesday once, and then we didn't do the show. I think till Saturday or well, maybe you know whatever. Right. But anyway, but this movie actually works in for that anyway because I had no problem <laughs> not thinking about right. this movie whatsoever. Right. But um, the th- the thing that is crazy about it is that I I seriously just don't know where it's so bad. It's almost like you know Simon Cowell on like X Factor, right. and everyone knows. I mean, everyone thinks he's like so super harsh and everything. Yeah, no. But it's almost like if Simon was like ten times worse and really was just being mean to somebody. Yeah. Right. And. But the person he was being mean to was like, you know, some special needs person got right. up there. And right. it, it's like you're just being mean. It's just right. crazy right. to say things. It's like there's well, no starting point for ripping on this movie because it's 
the good movies to rip on are yeah. ones where you know there's the people involved in it at least think they're doing something right. good, and you right. get you get to go. This is why you're crazy, and <laughs> right. it's not good or something. Right. You know, but this has nothing. Well, here maybe this will help. Let me start. <laughs> And because okay. I have no trouble starting off. And in fact, I'm going to start with what's good about the movie. And because that won't take very long, I we can dare go on to start with what's good about the okay. movie. <laughs> Here, here's what's good about the movie. If and, and interestingly enough, I didn't know. Um, I had forgotten. I guess what I'll say is we had a few we had a few laughs during the movie anyway. Um, but as it's opening and setting up the story for the film, which in some ways tells um, it recaps some of the events of the last couple films. It, I looked over to you. The strange thing about that part is that I could not figure out how many movies it was trying to tell me because <laughs> right. I, I was like, is this just the last movie right. or all the films? Or is it like everything? Well, I, I, I looked over to you, but you spoke to me first and we were both about to say the same thing, which is, hey, by the way, how many of these films have you seen? <laughs> and we both said the same thing. We both have seen the first one. Um... So going going past that, I'll say this about the film. Um, oh, wait, before I say that, I, I learned a couple things about the, the franchise, which is this, this series kills overseas. This thing is an absolute money-making cash machine, golden right. egg-laying geese of epic proportions outside of America. Right. In America, it bombs. Like every single one of these films basically does not do well. First one did okay. And I heard that the third one is actually the most interesting, and if a person had to watch any of them, the third one is probably the best That's to the see, to watch. Okay. which is interesting. But knowing that this film is pretty much built for an audience that doesn't live here, you know, right. it's kind of weird. It's almost like when a Japanese they're Godzilla making, film comes they're in. They're making it really to sell it other places. Worldwide. And then right. it's like, and they're just well like we've, it right, we've made right. it. We might as well open the window and let right. everybody right. else here take a look you know, at it. So we'll, we'll at least add something. I mean, it's the number one, number one at the box it office is. this weekend. And, and the global receipts on this thing, once it's out of the first run, will be an, enormous. Huge, right. You know? and, and in that way, here's part of why I said all of it, which is to say, if you, if you love video games, which I do, and I love horror films, like we said last week, you know, but not this one. <laughs> I'm not sure this counts. Not this horror. One. Oh, it is horrible. Um, oh, it's horrible. It's right. It horror. Is, well, it's got zombies and dead walkers and all kinds. Yeah, of I'm not crap. sure that counts. I mean, there's like episodes of Scooby Doo that had zombies. That doesn't make right, it that's like a horror, a horror show. show. <laughs> that's a horror show. It's about horror. Um, no, it, it, if if you're interested in video games and not necessarily Resident Evil, um, but this is actually like a very dedicated video game movie. Like there's, it is. That's it, for sure. it, actually there were times where when I was trying to be nice about it, I thought maybe the easiest thing to compliment it as a vehicle for telling the story is that I wondered, you know, looking down in my lap, would I just see a video game controller? Because it right. really is like watching somebody. Um, like if you're play, in college, you're, watching, you're sitting on the right. couch and you're waiting for your turn for them right. to die and you're watching them and they're on a tear and they're just running through stuff. It really is like watching – I could have swore you were playing Resident Evil. Right. And, and I just was like, I hope you die soon because I'm bored. And not only that, but there's several parts where it's like you can tell – I mean Resident Evil is kind of its own – kind of video game yeah. even though there are lots of similar video games i mean but in the in the bigger picture of just generic video games mm -hmm. you know it's like you can you can see where it's like okay now you got to the boss of this level right exactly <laughs> and, then, yep. and then you get past that and then now you have like the you know, you walk away from the boss part, and then you get, like, the cut scene of, like, some explanation of the story yeah, and stuff yeah. before you start playing again. Then you get to the part where you start playing again, and you're yeah. running around, and you're, you know, beating up the right. the minion, the minion bad people, guys. Right. right. And it's like everything that happens in the movie is exactly like that. And then you, you get to the... The final giant boss battle. Yep. And then you win. And then the you game. win. And then I the mean, credits roll. Right. The credits roll all the while, either just before the credits roll, um, or while they're rolling, or right at the end, it shows you that there's another installment coming. You oh, know, that right. you didn't kill the the leader of the bad or whatever. But right, I'll tell you, but, I don't understand the next installment though. I don't. I mean, because there's nothing left, and uh, there's 
there's a whole, I guess, like the sun, like zombies will invade the sun. But I guess the best thing I'll say about it is this. That if, if video game culture is more your niche than movie culture, and sometimes they overlap like a Venn diagram, this is actually probably a really interesting thing to see from a video game perspective because it really does do – even to the point where there's a, there's a moment in the, in the in the story where it would be a cutscene, like what you just said. Yeah. One character gives uh, Mila Jovovich, um, Alice, two weapons. She's like, here, you, you should have these glasses, which will help you find right, the map. Right. And this batter, you know, this bat yeah. gun that will help you lift up and down. I mean, it's like this weird Batman-ish kind of thing. Um, and I just thought, well, I mean, at, when the screen dissolves and we open up to the next thing, the only thing missing from what I'm seeing is in the upper right-hand corner, like four hearts. Like replenish a life. You know, and the score or something. Right. So, Or drink it. I, I, I um, was waiting for her to, like, pull out potions. You know, like right. dr- drink, the, only drink the health just, potions right, yeah. or something. It's funny, too, because you mentioned that part because it stands out in such a weird way because – there's there's no reason anyone in these situations wants the bat zipline thing, right? Ever, right? You, you're, I mean, all you're doing is killing crazy zombie things and gigantic monsters that, right. you know, make appearances just because they're in some video, just because they're in the video game. Yeah. Even though, as far as you can tell, watching the movie, they don't make any sense. Like the big giant yeah. guys with the giant axes, right? Yep. They just show up because that was in the last video game, and let's film that. Right. And, and people want to see it. Of it. Right. Know? Right. And it's so tied to the video game that, like I said, there's there's no reason the situation that you're in. Mm-hmm. Somebody goes, okay, here, I'll tell you what, I'll help you out. Here's right. here's the bat, whatever it is. Right. I don't even know what you would call that. Yeah. It's like the bat. It's like a grappling hook. Grappling it, it hook, right? You know. And you would go, what in the hell right. Don't am you I have a ever shotgun to do with right. this? Yeah. Do you know the situation I'm in? Right. Except that then you know she moves on to the next part of the level, and obviously she needs it. It's incredibly helpful. Because right. that's how video games work. Right. In video games, what you find are the things that you're going to need later, right. and oops, you don't have the key to the thing, so you right. have to you go, go back, back, and you have yeah. to beat up yeah. the other guy again, right? But movie-wise, right. it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like that, she doesn't even have any reaction to it. She just looks at it and goes, "Right, yay, Got it. I yeah. have this," or right. you know, whatever. Great. Yeah. And and it's such a weird thing that that is really kind of just this weird pinpointing of video game ness. Right. You know that. Well, you're not. It's not supposed to matter that that's crazy. Exactly. She needs it later because it's okay because it's just a video just game. Just a video game. What the strength of the movie, which is really this. Um, I feel is also its biggest weakness, which is, you know, people have clamored for a long time and they've gotten on guys like, you know, Ebert who have come out and said video games aren't, are not art. Like right. there's nothing artistic about them. They can look pretty. And he took, he took a deserved shellacking about it for some things, you know, right. just like I would argue that TV isn't necessarily high culture. It doesn't mean that all TV isn't. Right. You know, who wants to marry a midget millionaire certainly is not, but some really great shows are. Um, the detriment here is that this video game movie plot is not a good movie plot at all. It's only good if you're playing the video game. No, right. It's, it's It only serves that kind of story and it, not this it, kind. It's exactly like – the thing that's really weird about it is that – I mean the thing that's doubly weird about the experience of watching this movie is that this is a plot that – can only be the plot of a video game. Right. And not only that, it's like not even a whole video game. Right. It's like maybe a couple of levels of a video game. Right. I mean, it's not like... Yeah. If this was it, a whole video game, I'd be, every, I'd be really be irritated. You'd I'd be, be like, want, I want more yeah. levels. Why is this game 20 minutes to beat? Right, right. So the, yeah. the plot that we're working with only works as a video game plot, not a movie plot. Right. And what's just kind of hilarious about that is that not that long ago we were t- we were talking on this show about how video game plots are right. way cooler than a lot of movie plots. Right. There are a lot right. of video games where it's kind of like you play through it, and you know there there are some games like you know like maybe Dragon Age or Skyrim or right. games like that where. It's almost like you could play the game on like the really easy level yeah. and, and not even care so much about right. you, you know whatever gameplay. Objective, and stuff. Yeah. You're just moving through it to right. kind of move through the movie because 
there's a cool story going on. Right. And now we get a movie of a video game, and it's got, like, the worst plot. <laughs> well, it's executed absolutely horribly, and and there are things across the board that are just – I mean, when the movie starts failing, it it doesn't just, like, sort of slowly sink into quicksand. The floor just becomes a slope, and it drives right into hell. How bad I, I don't is. even I don't even really know what you mean by starts failing. When the movie – the movie is actually kind of like – I remember we were like maybe 20 minutes into it and I leaned over and I just – I said, I feel like I'm watching a foreign film yeah. about something popular in a culture I don't understand. Like right. it's it's trying hard. I felt like everybody was believing what they were doing. Like Mila Jovovich, she's pretty committed to this. She's doing the best that she can and right. she's not like tongue-in-cheek about it. And then it reaches a part where it just seems like, you know – the writer, you know, we Paul just, Anderson just, just kind of gives it. He just doesn't give a shit anymore, and he starts ripping directly from films. Like there's a 15 minute, um, there's a 15 minute scene where if you if you've played all the video games or seen all the movies, maybe all of these weird things make more sense. But it's basically ripped out of the first 10 minutes of Dawn of the Dead, the remake, right. where verbatim, like her happy family, she's not a zombie um, killing super weapon anymore. She's just a wife, and she's got a kid which they try to make more important later. She's got a husband, and then all of a sudden the undead or the, the zombie-infected guys come busting in. Right. They have to escape the house. And when they do, they go outside just like Sarah Poli did in Dawn of the Dead, and there's this huge um, panning shot of helicopters of like coming the, down. The, the neighborhood is in hell. There's her, cops. Yeah. There's cars. There's people running. The fire hydrants, the house alarms. And it's exactly like the scene in Dawn of the Dead. It's just yep. a little, just a little tweaked, not enough to be uh, devoid of plagiarism. And even so much so that she gets in a car and they're driving away, and a guy jumps on the car, falls off, and immediately rolls into a run and comes after her again. And I'm thinking, this is awesome. Ving Rhames is going to be in this movie in a couple right. minutes, and they're going to go to a mall. You know, and they they push this story forward, and then a little bit further along, they just they don't give a shit again, and they start ripping off aliens like perfectly, right? But not in a good way, like in the most lazy way that doesn't make any sense at all, up to and including, um, you know, trying to imprint this whole relationship of mother daughter, and I'm not going to ruin certain parts of the film, but it's certainly Mila Jovovich and this this daughter that she's got in this alternate kind of weird lifestyle uh, life. And um, you're supposed to believe that this is like Ripley and Newt in Aliens and that even if you've never seen the director's cut in Aliens, what James Cameron made you feel and what Sigourney Weaver portrayed, which was like a surrogate mothership, uh, a surrogate motherhood for this kid whose family's been wiped out by these monsters. And she'll go to any length up to and including going into the belly of the beast literally and fighting for her. And in this film, for no reason whatsoever, one of the biggest monsters that the the humans have to face just grabs this kid. And instead of laying waste to all the humans that are left, which are like five, right. he decides to back up with the kid and, and run away. And steal the kid, right. To, make, to make Mila Jovovich go after her um, in an alien's moment of basically, which we were parodying dialogue outside, which is short of saying, you know, don't leave without me. We're not going anywhere. You know, she's like, I'm coming back. Right. She's, you're more important than she is. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Get out of my way. No. It you was, know, the dialogue was it, it so was al- almost everything. Almost everything that was dialogue in the whole, <laughs> in the whole movie was, you know, ta- speaking of video games, it was almost like, you know, you could see it written there. Right. Like, you Almost know, underneath the, as a the, caption. The video games where it's like, yeah. it's not quite big enough to actually have people talk. Right. They just, right. It's just the, right. the words show up and you have to scroll through it. And then you and then you pick from a list what you're going to say it's, next. It's like, <laughs> it's like super insulting to, to see someone do this without like a sense of real homage to it. Like she goes after this kid and when she finds the kid for no reason whatsoever she's cocooned in like a sack just right. like Newt was right we have no and we have no idea I, you know maybe if you know the video game I that guess. makes some kind of sense maybe see now i there's probably something there you know we should uh, i don't think we, so we should be fair but maybe <laughs> well, there maybe is. i, I but see there's there's clearly like these big crazy giants with the axes right right we get nothing about them 
Right. And you've just got to figure you have to assume they're in that there, yeah. there's, you know, if you were a big fan of the video game, you would know. Right. 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 And, and we are probably, you know, among the very few people who are watching this movie who have very, well, I, limited, I at least have, I right. at least have very limited for at least the last who knows how many years. Right. I mean, I have a little bit I of played sense. Resident Resident Evil like a jillion years ago. Right. I played the first one and the fourth. And, one, and so. there's there's no insane giant people with these axes or whatever. Right. So, you know, whatever that creature is, yeah. may, maybe there's information that right. you'd, you'd be bringing with you about and, about why, I guess, he might put things that's a good in cocoons Fair or enough. why he might want to steal the kid. Who knows? But it, in the movie, it's crazy. It, it, in the movie, it's totally on a no left field I've ever seen. It's just suddenly like, oh, we right. cocooned her. And and even even while they're escaping from this moment, there's this thing, and I'll defend it in a second, but I'm going to attack it first. There's a scene that looks just totally ripped out of Monsters Incorporated. Like they're flying around on anything. If it was a right, door, right. it would be perfect, but they're flying around on these like transportation hooks, right. and they see a million other people. And what it is, is and it's explained to the, to the story's credit, it's... Um, a controlled environment where they're constantly running biohazard um, tests to see what will happen so with they, the virus. So they make all these. So clones they make all these forever, clones of right. people, and they need to populate because the setting of the movie is also what a video game setting would be. It's a self-contained area with replicas of Chicago, Moscow, uh, on and on. And um, you know, all I could see was just monsters, Inc. like they're just zipping by. And there's an interesting moment where they missed a chance to really have fun with the story. The kid looks up and starts seeing a bunch of clones of her mom, Alice, uh, Mila right. Jovovich. And she says, Mommy, is that you? And the the really interesting thing, if you understand that this is a video game, it's actually it's, – it's a very cunning moment that they just let fall flat. That, that you understand that it's supposed to represent the lives of a video game. Like if you die, you've got another shot. You can be Alice right. again in a second. And – if it was if it was handled in an intelligent way versus rushing through so that we can rip off the next scene out of a better movie, it, it would have at least made me a little happier about stuff. Hey, we have a caller. I love it. Let's, now, let's, it could be Chris. could just be a caller. And we're right. not going to hear them very well. So deal with that. All right. No, I'm, I'm good. <clears throat> I can handle any echo. You can turn that all the way up. Hello? Hello? Hi. Hey. Oh, you're there. Hi. It, can you hear me? Yeah, it's Christopher. Yep. <laughs> you can, oh. can you can turn the computer up more if you want. Yeah, except that it'll be ugly. Will it be ugly for us even if we don't have the headphones on? Well, yeah, because we'll get the feedback. Oh. Christopher, how's it going? Good. And what can you tell us about Toronto so that we can not have to talk about Resident Evil? <laughs> uh, well, uh, first of all, for anyone who's thinking of going, I definitely suggest doing it. It's a lot of fun. Um, it just it being in an atmosphere where there, you know, every show is sold out, and you can feel the audience's anticipation. Uh, and a lot of some of these movies, you know, were were basically premiering at Toronto, so you had no advance word. You just going in totally blank. Um, it's a lot of fun. And then, especially in the first weekend, if you go, they have the directors and actors stay for a Q&A afterwards. So if anyone's thinking of going, this is my first time. It was. It's definitely worth it. It's really fun. That's cool. Cool. Um, so, oh, go ahead. Did, did you see Argo? Or yes. Resident Evil Retribution? Yeah, right. <laughs> I yeah, did not so see Resident Evil. Wrong. I did see Argo. Yeah. And... It's good, but I I don't quite see what I've been reading. I mean, I've been hearing that it's, you know, the front runner for best picture. It's right. doing A's everywhere, and it's definitely good. It's well made, but it it feels a little rushed at times. Um it, it's almost like too proficient. It's it's like they don't delve in like uh John Goodman and um Alan Arkin play these kind of movie studio, like John Goodman's this makeup guy. And, and their characters, have, like I expect them to be in it, they're only in it, I would say, like less than five minutes. It, it's kind of weird. Especially, they spend a lot of time focusing on the end, which is basically this 
will they or won't they make it sort of deal. Yeah. And uh, it just it's good, but it's nothing earth shattering. It's kind of a little cliched mm-hmm. even. Or I, I was just expecting more from what I had read of like you know A's or nines or tens. Right. Every, everybody's right. saying it. Right. It's well, great. what would you what would you give it as either a number or a letter grade or a star grade? However, you'd feel more comfortable. Yeah, probably eight. Eight, I would say. Eight out of ten. Yeah, eight out of ten. That seems I can live good. with that. I can live with that. I don't <laughs> yeah, think either it, of us have given anything. It's definitely high. good. It's but it. I don't quite see. I mean, it, I would suggest people go see it, but I don't quite see what, why it's like. Okay. Supposed it's not front the runner. Next for, greatest thing ever. Yeah. It, it sounds in a way like. In a way, how some people's reaction was to No Country for Old Men. People thought that it was good, but no one could really yeah. justify why, because it was a very dry, like almost sterile kind of movie. And and I, I'm not necessarily saying that's what Christopher is saying, but um, maybe it's maybe it's something like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I mean, I like some of the uh, Ben Affleck's previous efforts, like The Town and, and Gone Baby Gone. Um, I, I'd say it's, it's better than those. It's similar to those, but I also I didn't love those. I like those, but I didn't love those either. And okay. I, I felt kind of similar. I thought this was a little bit better than his previous movies, but on that, that's kind of that's actually kind of how I was at the town. I liked really? the town a lot, but I didn't. But everyone's like, oh, I love yeah. this movie. Yeah. I was not quite really yeah. there. Oh, that's okay. But I but I li- I liked it pretty yeah. well, and I was actually kind of surprised that I, I didn't like expect it, it to be right. that good. Right, and it was good, but I was not quite on the bandwagon of, you yeah. know, it's eleven out of ten. I well, mean, you you, know. you don't like Jeremy Renner anyway, so <laughs> I do. <laughs> what other uh, what other things did you see while you were there? Anything that you, did you know about all the films you wound up going to, or did you surprise surprise yourself by kind of dropping in on something and and just having an experience of seeing it for the first time with no advanced knowledge? Um, well, I I knew all the movies I was going to see ahead of time, okay. um, but some of them. Like for instance, the Silver Linings Playbook, um, that that just it premiered at Toronto, so I had I knew a little bit about it, but I didn't really. There were no reviews or anything, um, and that that movie is with uh, um, Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence yep. and uh, David O. Russell, the director from the The Fighter, and yep. you, like for one, I wasn't I wasn't I didn't have much high expectations because I'm not. I like Three Kings. I thought it was pretty good. That was David O. Russell and The Fighter. I liked, but that was another one that I didn't quite enjoy as much as um, a lot of people seem to. Yeah. But uh, I was shocked by how much I liked this one. That's and cool. I was. It's a it's a comedy drama mix, which uh, again was another reason why I wasn't really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm usually I don't think those work too well. It's kind of like having your cake and eating it too. I mean, uh, like a movie like The Descendants, I thought was a little overrated last year. It just seems like they they just throw in these comedic bits to try to, you know, appease all audiences for a second and then really turn it on, you know, for yeah. the the drama parts. But this right. this was like the model for how comedy drama should. It's really funny. Cool. Um it it Bradley Cooper plays this guy who's just getting out of a um like mental institution. He's kind of bipolar and uh he had caught his wife cheating on him and that sent him to a rage. And he kind of meets Jennifer Lawrence, who's uh, also kind of a mentally unstable person. But it, they, it's really, really funny. De Niro, Robert De Niro gives his best performance in years. Wow, that's, and, cool. uh, it, that's good to hear. I, Bradley Cooper's like in everything every time you turn around. Right. Well, too. and I'm not a huge fan of his either. He seems kind of like a manic, like he just a stand-in person. But this is one of the, he gave one of the best performances I've seen this year. I was shocked by. It. I didn't think he had it in him. And Jennifer wow. Lawrence does a great job. Um, it's the type of movie too that you know if, if you say you're a, a fan of movies that can mean like way different things you know there's right. so many genres and but whether you're it's funny it's gritty I mean it, the humor is um, it's not super broad but it's it's one it, I guess I read today that it won the um, audience award and I wasn't surprised because it it will cover a lot of bases a lot of people who don't like usually movies that the other person likes though I think they'll be able to agree on this. Right. Cool. That that's cool. Yeah, that this sounds great. I, I really had only heard very little about that movie Me too. too. And I hadn't really heard anything that anyone was expecting right. fantasticness out of it. So that's really cool yeah. to have kind of that, that scoop right, right from 
Toronto. That's right. cool. What was so what was that the best thing you saw? Not quite. My favorite movie was probably Princess Ha, um, which is Noah Baumbach's newest movie. Oh right, right. And uh, yeah, he did like um, I think his last movie was Greenberg and The Squid and the Whale, and I think he co-wrote The Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, yeah. But um, and this I like this a lot. It won't be for everyone. It's a very kind of indie movie. It's shot in black and white. Um, Greta Gerwig is the star, and she co-wrote the movie. Um, and she plays this kind of directionless uh, late 20s person living in New York and she's part of this dance company but she's just an apprentice for five years she can't get get on the company full time and she kind of just bounces from friend to friend like trying to, to make a living And but it it's really funny um, too Not it won't be funny in the way like the Civil Lines playbook will appeal to a lot of people it's more of a quirky sense of humor but um but it's really, it's shot really well. It's done really well. Uh, it, it's if you're like movies about about people, you know this is definitely a, a really well made movie about cool. this character. That's kind of wild. I haven't really heard. Yeah. Of, I haven't really heard a lot about that one either, except that, you know, he's just that kind of director that he's one of those directors that even though stuff is you know not that great necessarily right. like does yeah. not explode and and yeah. do huge money like squid and the whale and stuff yeah. like that he's just got like his fans right that are yeah diehards and actually i like him really well yeah i kind of did not love greenberg it was pretty good yeah but it was not right. up to par it for him be, yeah on like any level right but, I, but that's I think cool i had not heard much of that one either Francis Ha? Yeah, it, it's weird because hey. there are a lot of movies that everyone was talking about there. Right, and that wasn't... And, and now we've got two that are not really right. like going, going into it. We're yeah. not the ones that everyone was going, I have to make sure I see that. Right. And and we've got really positive stuff about them. That's yeah. really cool. So, that is cool. Someone in uh, the Q&A even asked him, like, have you been keeping this movie secret? Because I hadn't really heard about it until it was announced it was going to be at Toronto. I didn't know he was even making the movie. Right, but um, that was yeah, it was really huh. good. It, the audience seemed to respond to it pretty enthusiastically too. Nice, that's cool. It was. It, did you uh, get to any movies that were like just absolutely disappointing? No, actually not. There, there were one or two movies that's that were kind of indifferent, had yeah. mixed feelings about. Um, uh, but I, I didn't see a bad movie and I saw 10 movies all together so I didn't see it. there wasn't really a bad yeah. one I, I disliked out of all of that and there were a lot of good ones so it's definitely um, you know looking up I think for the second half of the year well I'll tell you if if you want to appreciate the 10 that you just saw a little better you know when you get when you get about 90 <laughs> minutes go see Resident Evil Retribution <laughs> and bask in the confused angry glory of having gone to a really awesome film festival and seen really great stuff right so okay since we have another person here have you seen other Resident Evil movies no i haven't none of them no uh, actually i actually i i played the game yeah, but i haven't first. seen any of the movies well okay hell with it he's on the line have you played any Resident Evil games Yep, yeah, Resident right. Evil 4 and 5. Yeah, okay. I, I was, yeah. Well, at least Leon makes a he makes a uh, appearance in this and and uh if you can take comfort in that, you're a better man than I am. This <laughs> film is horrible. Right. Well, uh are there any other movies you need to mention? Yeah, um another one that I was kind of surprised by how good it was was um Cloud Atlas. Oh, oh man, yeah, I, that's the one I was going to ask wait. you about. David no, Mitchell's I'm... book, I'm going to read that next, and I cannot wait. I've heard never-ending good things about this thing, and that the movie right. is going to be just as great. All right, was it, so it was good? It was good, and um, I going into it, I wasn't expecting to like it that much. I just want to see it, just because the plot sounded so insane. Right. Um, yeah. That I just, I want, whether it was good or bad, I just thought it would be interesting to see. Right. But it was it was surprisingly good. Definitely the uh, best work that the Wachowskis have done, I think, since The Matrix. Wow. That that's saying a lot. But it <laughs> yeah, it, it was it's really cool. I mean, um, I don't know how much people know about the story, but it, it basically there's like six different timelines going from like 18 I think 40 something 
all the way to like after like 12 years after the basically like the apocalypse of Earth, and it has the it tells all these different stories that are are loosely intertwined. Um, the one thing I liked about it though wasn't it wasn't convoluted. They weren't so intertwined like something maybe like Crash where you know there's these crazy right. things happen that connect these people. They're very loosely intertwined, but they're it's told really well um, and it's done really well. The I got a little action heavy for the second half. I thought. Um, and it's about almost three hours long. Yeah. But it, it it's really it's I mean to take on such a epic thing. They're you know you're sta- spanning I don't know how many hundreds of years. You got all these different storylines that they're juggling in the air, and it, they do a great job with it. Oh, that's the, cool. Wow. The editing, just putting that together, must have been you know a hard task. But it was it's really good. Um, uh, just a lot of good acting. Tom Hanks sometimes was a, a little goofy, I thought, but. For the, the rest of the cast, does a good job, and it's just it's one of the, the better sci-fi movies I think I've seen in in a while. That's cool. That's real. Actually, it is, it's very reassuring because yeah, I was nervous about I it. I was very scared about this movie, and I have been like ever since I first heard about it. Just because, you know, I don't know that the the directors exactly lead me to think that they're going to do great right. things with something yeah. that's like deep and heavy, <laughs> right. right? I mean. As soon as they start trying to really get deep and heavy, that's why they start right. being horrible. Right. So, yeah. so that's really cool. And plus, it even if you just get like a quick synopsis of it, you you can't avoid the fact that it's horribly convoluted right. and has so many things going on that that could get lost so right. easy. Yeah. So that's really really cool to hear. Yeah. It. It. I mean, that's probably the the best achievement of it is how it. It. There's no. I mean, for juggling so many stories, you would think that there would be some rough transitions, but it flows really well. And it went pretty fast, I have to say, for, you know, almost being three hours. I, right. I mean, I felt it went faster than, like, say, Avatar did. Wow. And um, it was more thematically interesting. But it, it, it has, you know, it has some themes there, but I don't, it doesn't, it's not too heavy on them. I think it's just the right touch of, of you want in sci-fi that gives you interesting things to think about. But it's still focused on the story, not just you know talking about deep, deep right, philosophy yeah. or something. Cool, that's cool. So, did you uh, did you get to take part in any interesting moments of you know Q and As or anything, or was there any anything jump out at you as like something really cool from from something like that while you were there? Um, no, I, I didn't get a chance to to ask any questions. Um, there, uh, you know, the closest I got, I got pretty close to Viggo Mortensen uh, as he was exiting uh, the theater. But um, it, there wasn't any any particular uh, special moment. But it just it is really fun to to be there with you know people who who you know are excited about seeing the movies. Right. Yeah. And right. Um, it, it's fun hearing them cheer. Sometimes, like on the like Silver Lines Playbook. You know, people are laughing so much that you miss the next line. I actually yeah. don't mind seeing oh, yeah. the movie again so I can catch some of the lines I missed. Yeah, yeah there are, so- you can be at the wrong movie sometimes almost when you're at film festivals right. because it's like um, when I saw Kick-Ass at South by Southwest, uh-huh. it was like, man, every other thing that happened, you had no idea what was going on right. because <laughs> it was just constantly like that. Yeah, so it, it's a... Uh, it's definitely a lot of fun, and the the main thing I was also excited about was just the uh, I was I was expecting to be more mixed feelings about the movies, or but this was these ten movies were even the more, the worst ones were you know at least medium, and, and right. there were it was overall a very good good slate of movies, and there were a bunch of good movies that I didn't see that I heard good things about like The Master was playing there. Um, uh, Seven Psychopaths I've heard was very good. Oh yeah, yeah right. right. So. Yeah, that one would be. You can only see so many films in so much time, right. and that's yeah. the hardest part of you know it's not really going to films after if you love movies, it's not attending movies that's hard. It's which ones because I know I'm leaving yeah. some behind. You know right. that's the roughest part. Yeah. All right, cool. That's well, cool, man. Uh, Glad you had a great time. Yeah. Do you have Do you have anything else to leave us with about any movies? Is there any of the other movies that were like I don't know really surprising or that you haven't uh, mentioned yeah. yet? Um, 
one movie that I was, along with Argo, that I was a little disappointed with, although, again, I still liked it, was uh, To the Wonder. Oh, yeah. Which oh, is that's too bad. Terrence yeah. Malick's newest movie. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I was, like, a Tree Life, for me, was my favorite movie last year, easily. So I was right. super anticipating it. And the movie, uh, stylistically, is basically exactly the same as right. uh, The Tree Life. Which I, I liked for the tree life because I felt it was different, and unique. But it felt like going to that same well again is a little just right, yeah. same, same ride. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. And then also, I thematically were uh, you know, the tree life was kind of this epic thing about life and parenthood and and, ch- and uh, ch- growing up as a kid. This was about love and marriage, and I guess this is also supposed to be kind of autobiographical, but. Um, it just wasn't as interesting. It's also a little messier. There's this side story with Javier Bardem who p- plays a priest and um, who's kind of like losing faith. But it didn't. It has very very little connection to the main story. Um, so it was, and also some of the like Ben Affleck is kind of advertised as the star, but he probably says five words in the whole movie, and most <laughs> of the time you see his back. I mean. He, they really could have had like a mannequin or anyone almost stand in and play his part. And I'm not saying that to make fun of him, but that's just the way he's used in the movie. Right. So yeah, I mean, it, it's I still enjoyed it. It was still good. There are a lot of good scenes and the cinematography again is amazing. But um, I just felt it was a little repetitive given what right. he that's, just that's done kind last of year. Weird, actually, because to follow up the Tree of Life, I mean, right. you have a hard enough time. I think as as much as lots of people love that movie, still for like general audiences, I mean, you have a hard enough time getting people to your next movie right. yeah. after that, after that. And yeah. now it's now it's twice as hard. You now can it's get harder. Sa- now it's the same thing, yeah. and it's it doesn't come together as well or something. That, right. That's kind yeah, of I don't imagine it's going to be making a lot of money. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and yeah, I I saw online he has like two more movies he's doing in the next two years, so. I don't know if it is, are all of his movies going to be like montage sequences now, or I, you know, I don't know if that's his voice plan to just continue to do or not. But it was a little it weird going back to the same. Didn't work out as well this time. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's cool. That's good to know, actually, because yeah. I was, uh, you know, I was wondering about that movie, and I know, I know, a lot of people as time goes on are going to be right. You know, every. I mean, critically, anyway, the Tree of Life was pretty huge last yeah. year. It was on, all, God Everybody's knows how list. many people's top ten lists yeah. and everything. And so that's going to be one that people are going to be talking about. Right. So that's, that's good to know. All right. Well, uh, I think we're going to like try and wrap up the show pretty quick here. So we're going to yeah. let you go, Chris. Okay. And I, I'll... But um, thanks so much for calling in because yeah. that was awesome. That is cool. And I love hearing that stuff about those movies before we're going to get a chance to them. And that was a lot of not having to talk about Resident Evil. So that was <laughs> like the double bonus. Right. But, um, you know, you, we might even, um, you could maybe call in next week too. There's probably if you want more I mean, to say about to Toronto. Stuff, so, I'm yeah, sure. I can talk about there. I think there, I mean, there's probably about five movies I didn't talk about and I'll, right, I'll yeah. write something, uh, yeah. And post that cool. on the site. So maybe I'll call in next week too. Yeah, okay. that would be great if you can. Yeah. Okay. Thanks a lot for calling in. Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. So now we don't have a whole lot of time volume. left. What about the volume? I don't know. Don't you have to turn it down? Maybe you don't. I don't know. Uh, um, yeah. That's I, okay. I mean, I think, I think between you know my running the gauntlet of gripes. Even with a little sprinkling here and there of the positive stuff, right? I, and I and I have no way to even put gripes together. I, I just, I, I just, I swear, you know, so I thought weird. it was so. I thought, weird. I thought I had really like reached the pinnacle, and it was a long time ago. And I, I was so solidly, you know, like when you're a movie critic, mm-hmm. obviously, what everyone asks you all the time is, "What's yeah. your favorite movie? Right? What's the worst movie? Yep. What are you know? A lot of times." Actually, more and more I get asked, what is, like, the big movie that everyone says is awesome that you don't like? That you hate, yeah. But but pretty much, like, those are the questions, you know? Right. what What's your favorite movie and what's the worst movie? And, you know, for so long now, <laughs> I, I have had, like, right at the ready with Ballistic X versus Ever. Right. That, that was, oh, man. That was my favorite, Bad worst, hated that yeah. movie thing forever. 
that had even the added bonus of getting to hate it and call it awful that it had actual people in it. Yeah. I mean, not that Mila Jovovich is not really no, a person. Yeah. But but man, this was this was just so awful that I don't even know how to talk about how it's awful. All of the dialogue was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. This was dialogue seriously that that would be rejected for your video game. Right. I, I mean this this was like right. it this was really like somebody was the whole time writing and storyboarding a video game. Right. And then at some point somebody just said, you know, just transpose that right into a script or right. something. And it, it and it just doesn't work at all as a story. Story is crazy it, and ridiculous. Yeah. And it's not like this couldn't have been a story. It's no, not course, like this yeah. it's not like this couldn't have been a movie. Because somewhere in here, even though now, I personally have something against just the big weird tentacles come out of your mouth because I just think that makes you look stupid. Right. Because that's just a stupid thing to have. The best but, version but, of that I've ever that's, seen. That's got to be, I guess, just right out of the video game. I think it does. That that happens. But it's like you're just cartoony from the get-go right. when, when that stuff starts happening. But but anyway, just everything like the Visuals are a little weird a lot of the times. Like, they don't even make sense. And yeah. then... The fight scenes also yeah. are right out of a video game. Yeah. Because the, like they're not movie fight scenes at all because no. they're so ludicrous. That, that one that has, one she goes through is just that it has to be a video game. Right. It's like this is exactly like a video game where you're fighting people and fighting people and nothing matters except that you know, you're pausing the game and chugging down your health things right. and so right. look I lived. Right. I mean and if right. they're just they're just bonkers but here's the one thing that i want to make sure that i do say about the movie yeah because obviously i i hate it and i give it no stars and nobody nobody needs more information for me probably about that but well yeah this is the worst movie i've ever seen how could it have any stars i've given other movies zero stars and they weren't as bad as this so where where can i go negative there's no there's no there's nowhere past yeah. the bottom, right? All right? But the one thing that I do want to say is uh, Michelle Rodriguez is in this movie. Right. And um, I'm sure people know her. She's which was in Lost. Fast and the Furious. She's, Girl she's, Fight. She's been in yeah. Yeah, several things. She I don't know if she's been in a whole lot real recently, like, like super recently. So I, 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 I don't know so. if there's like the big other thing. Right. For that, Lost is good enough. Everybody knows who she is. But as I said to you when we were walking out of the theater, this is the worst movie I've ever seen, and she was still out of her league. Yeah. She was still swimming upstream the whole time. She could not convince me that she was even a person in the worst movie that I've ever seen. You need to have Shia LaBeouf and her (laughs) in a film directed by this guy based on a video game, which is from your nightmare. Right. And that will be the new low. Yeah, that would be a good one. Like, based on a video game that hasn't come out yet. Based on a true story. That's what it has to be. It has to be based on a true story. Based on a video game that's based on a true story. It's just, it's... it's, Are you you saying you're going to give this stars? Two stars. Shut (laughs) up. No, no, not at all. This, I mean, it's like everything you just said and more. And part of it is so bizarre to me because the guy who wrote and directed it, you know, the thing that was really baffling when it took off that whole I'm going to riff on Aliens thing, the guy the guy made the movie Aliens versus Predator. You'd think right. he would have had a better handle of doing this, and still he was the most – Not not just that was like the Not that it was the pinnacle of like the greatest – Right, but it's just – That was really – I there were so many too. things wrong with the movie and the few things that I that I tried to find um when we walked out I think I said I thought three visuals were fun to see. Right. There's a there's a Russian uh zombie that kills someone with a chainsaw that looked great. There's an underwater school of zombies that Oops, drag that somebody down up. that's right. great right. and there's one other thing that's fine. It, it, sadly, it's not Mila Jovovich in her version of Kate Beckinsale's Underworld, you know, Underworld leather right. spandex thing. She, she right. looks because, okay, but she's not, you know. She, she looks okay, but she's probably forced into right. the closest recreation right. we could make of whatever was right. in the video game and it, not what would actually look better. Just like everything in this movie. Exactly. Yeah. It's just this. there's so many things to dislike and – 
that's coming from a guy who loves the genre of films and who even likes the video games. And this is just, I think I said when we walked out, there's only one way to describe it. And for me, it was a total waste of time. Yeah. It, it, it was it just, it was just unfortunately a total waste of time. Um, and well, I unless, it, unless you're just absolutely addicted, addicted to these video to it, games. Right. In which and, case you'll find the pleasure and, in it that I could. Right. And you're, yeah. you've loved all the previous movies, although right. I don't even know if they were better, you know, than maybe you'll like this. And it's funny that, like, you mentioned that thing, and we're going to wrap up, but I was picking out the saddest little things, like the machine gun fire right. hitting up the car. Right, yeah, you mentioned that. And too. I was like, you know what? That is done visually well. Yeah. Why don't? Why doesn't that this always is weird. That's this is all I cared about. The first movies. time both of us have given something zero stars, because that's my rating, too. I, I, I want to be nice and maybe give it, like, a five points of something, but I, I know, can't. It's a zero. It's, it's a bad film, so... I know, and I hate doing that too. But we're running out of time, and there's no reason to go over this week. Absolutely not. Please tune in next week. Yeah. We'll be here with uh, Dread 3D. Dread. Yeah. And subscribe to us on iTunes. Tell your friends. Share on Facebook yeah. and all that nonsense. And check out uh, com. Thanks. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Yo, everybody get up, everybody get up. Everybody needs to understand that I'm more than simply a hype man for this rap group. Just like Geico is more than just a company that can save you money. Geico also has fast and friendly claim service so they can help you when you need it most. And while I do love being a hype man, I also love reading for children's audiobooks. Like little Bo Peep, she lost the sheep and she don't know where to find them. Yo, Geico, expect great savings and a whole lot more.